It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Such a blessing to have you join us every afternoon, and I'm your host today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, where Grace FM and Calvary Live originates from. And we, you know, if you've listened for a while, you know we have a variety of pastors that host throughout the week, and we're very blessed to have them. Yesterday, you heard for the very first time Pastor Jason Vandeveer. He is the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Uh, he hosted as a fill-in for us as Pastor Jeff was away. And those of you tuning in on the East Coast, welcome, welcome, welcome on Hope FM. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Lines are open in the beginning of the show. Then they tend to fill up as the show progresses. If you ever wanted to be on the show, now is the time to call. We have a couple open lines, I noticed, even though they are beginning to ring and people are calling. And while we wait for someone to call, uh, let's do a few things. First of all, let's read today's daily devotional from Beside Still Waters, Charles Spurgeon. Beside Still Waters, Charles Spurgeon. Uh, uh, the title of the Devo is This is the Bread. And the passage is, So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. And here's the Devo. Dear friend, you and I are greatly pardoned. Look at Calvary, and if you can see through your blinding tears, behold the sacrifice. He has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, Hebrews 9, 26 through 28. Today we're journeying through the wilderness toward Canaan. We have great pressing needs. We are poverty itself, and only all-sufficiency can supply us. We need a great abundance of food. The heavenly bread lies around the camp, and we may take our fill, Exodus 16, 16. We require rivers of living water, and Jesus gives us a fountain springing up into everlasting life, John 4, 14. We have great demands, but Christ has great supplies. Between here and heaven, we have may have greater wants than we have yet known. But all along the journey, every resting place is ready. Provisions are laid up. Good cheer is stored, and nothing has been overlooked. The commissary of the eternal is absolutely perfect. Do you sometimes feel so thirsty for grace that you could drink the Jordan dry? More than a river could hold is given to you, so drink abundantly. For Christ has prepared a bottomless sea of grace to fill you with all the fullness of God. Do not be frugal. Do not doubt your Savior. Do not limit the Holy One of Israel. Be great in your experience of his all-sufficiency. Be great in your praises of his bounty, and in heaven you will pour out great treasures of gratitude at his feet. Good stuff. Charles Spurgeon, today's devotional entry from Beside Still Waters. If you're here at Calvary Aurora, we have them stocked in the bookstore here. Otherwise, you need to order it from Amazon.com. You will be glad you did. It's a great gift to someone that recently has experienced a loss or someone that's really going through it. 
uh, as Spurgeon points us to the, the sovereignty and the providence of God. Powerful stuff. So appreciate him. 303-690-3000. And those of you joining us from the East Coast, you can use that number. On Just dial it. It'll get in. And, and while you call, and you, you while you hear this program a week later, we're still going to answer your question on the air. And we're, you're still going to have your question and answer aired. It'll just be a week later on the East Coast. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to now to the full lines. Uh, line number one is someone that wants to share a praise report. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Um, I, I've met you a few times, uh, but I really, that devotional even hit hit me today because of what's going on. Yeah. Where, where I work, it's a... Uh, semi-dangerous place. I mean, you get one in a million chance of something going wrong. Okay. Yesterday, I couldn't call in because I was was still scared crazy because we we had an incident where uh, things went bad and I could have died in a quarter of a second. And For everybody to understand, the the reference to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is still alive because God got in between me and the, and the fireball and wow. gave me enough presence of mind to shut it down before it turned into a bomb and took a building out. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't even been able to thank God enough today because I'm a combat vet, and yeah. I, I've been close to death before, and this one is really rattling my cage. Super close. Well, let me pray and, for you. Okay, thank you. Lord, I pray for my brother, um, First of all, we want to do what he called to do, and that is give you all the praise and all the glory for your faithfulness and giving him the wisdom and the uh, ability and the, the the clarity of mind and all the everything that all worked together that we couldn't possibly control ourselves. Uh, we couldn't possibly put all those thoughts together. Uh, we couldn't possibly make our minds work while we're breathing, while we're worried, while adrenaline. Like only you, God, have perfectly, wonderfully crafted us and our and our minds and our bodies and. And while certainly my brother had training and, and he had a, a lot to, to lean upon, Lord, without you, this would have never happened. And so we want to give you the power. Uh, we want to give you the glory for your power and your faithfulness. And I pray for my brother in his mind as this has tripped some things in his mind uh, from, from his past. And it's brought something that was in the past into the present. And I just pray into his life, Lord, a peace that passes all understanding, that would guard his heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I pray according to that promise, as he's anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, he's coming to you, God. And I thank you for the lives that were saved. I thank you for using him, having him there at the right time, for the right place, at the right reason. So, Lord, um, bless him and encourage him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Hey, thanks for sharing that. I think um, I think you've encouraged some people, and I hope the Lord 
flips that over on you and encourages you. No, he's encouraged me a lot because being in a in a in the three prophets um, situation, and he's standing right there in front of me, and then. Wow. I had to take some uh, uh, migraine medicine last night and woke up, and I I knew he held me in his arms last night. Yeah, I'm waiting to feel him tonight because it's it's still it's still rough on me. Yeah, and it's it's going to be. It's that physical that physical response to all all the adrenaline and all the fear and anxiety and everything that happened and. And it it is a you know it's 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 definitely something that you know when anxiety hits me or worry or fear or those things that are very mental uh, in attacking us it's we need to learn how and this is an opportunity for you to to lean into the Lord and learn how to depend upon Him and and I would just encourage you like tonight uh, as you go to sleep if you don't already do this um, take a take your MP3 player or your phone and download a couple Bible studies from a pastor that really speaks to you and, and put and go to bed with your earbuds in your ears, listening to the word of God. And maybe just ha- even if it's not a Bible study, maybe, you know, the, the U version, a Bible app has Bible versions that'll just read the Bible to you. Uh, and, and just let your mind be comforted and be reminded of the faithfulness of God that uh, will displace, you know, this, this, traumatic event that God got you through. I will do. Okay, brother. Call us back in a couple weeks and tell us how it's going, okay? I will. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, you know, the faithfulness of God, the the goodness of God. It's it's gratitude is one. I was reading a book on depression recently and by Margaret Ashmore and uh, one of the steps that one of the first steps that she speaks of in relationship to that downcast spirit, to that depression, whether it's real physiological or it's circumstantial or both, uh, is gratitude. Uh, maybe I'll look it up a little bit later and read it to you. Uh, let, me, let me. I see this text question came in. It came in yesterday. And we didn't get a chance to get to it, so let me just do it today. Can you explain First Corinthians six nine? Wanted to ask what that means that for Christians that practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And and so here in verse 8, he says, 1 Corinthians 6, No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, <clears throat> nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, and you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So it's a great question uh, to ask, and l- let me answer it a couple ways. First of all, uh, a true believer will not practice these things. Practice means life. It means that's who they are. And so Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul is making a clear distinction that some of these things is actually who I was before I got saved, and I- I'm not that anymore even if sometimes I may covet or sometimes I might fight or, you know, I don't steal, but maybe sometimes if I stole or, you know, there's some of those internal sins that still plague us um, and still are a part of our lives, but I don't practice them. So that's, that's the first part of my answer. 
The second part of my answer is that as Paul is writing to a church, let's say that he wrote this letter to the church of Calvary Aurora, and it was addressed to Calvary Aurora, and as the leader, as it would have been in that day, I would come to the pulpit, and I would take out and tell everybody in our church and everybody listening live on Grace FM, I'd say, "Uh, we got a letter from the Apostle Paul, let me read it to you. And then I read it, and these particular things would would be go out into our church family. In our church family, we have a mixture, as is does just about every single body of believers, and that is, we have a lot of believers, and we have a lot of unbelievers listening to our Bible studies, and a lot of people coming in that don't love God, aren't a part of God, and they're practicing these things, and to a mixed audience, you would want to say these things. Okay, don't don't be deceived. If you're practicing these things, and here's the third part of my answer, don't be deceived. If you're practicing these things, you are not saved because you're unrighteous and you're living like the devil and you have no connection with the Lord. And so don't fool yourself that you're sitting in the Corinthian church and don't be deceived. Don't lie to yourself. You can live like the world and live in sin. You can live in sin and say you're a believer. And that's the way I would take this. Um, People think they're believers. They're self-deceived because maybe they raised their hand one day or they prayed a prayer or they walked an aisle uh, or they were raised in a Christian home. None of those things save you. Only being born again saves you and me. And maybe it's it's through the raising of a hand and praying with a pastor or answering an altar call, or watching like Skip Heitzig. I always love his, his story. Uh, watching Billy Graham on, the, on TV after Gino Geraci, my buddy from Calvary South Denver, shared the gospel with him. Fascinating story, or the, the story of Raul Reese. Uh, he was ready to murder his wife, and as he kicked the TV over, Pastor Chuck Smith was on TV teaching the word. And God apprehended his heart, and he gave his life to the Lord in front of a television. Or my, my testimony, which isn't dramatic, although uh, it, it's dramatic for me personally, but like I was just lost and dead in my trespasses and sins, and I walked into a Calvary chapel, invited by a friend, and four or five weeks later, I responded to the gospel. And here's the thing. Here's, I guess here's the dramatic part uh, to mine is, is I was resistant, and I was unwilling, and God, with his cords of love, drew me to himself. So in any mixed group, there are believers and unbelievers. And the fact is simply un- the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't lie to yourself. If you are, yes, there are prodigal, there are prodigal sons and daughters. Yes, that's true. And there are those that are practicing sin and aren't saved at all. And we don't know the hearts of them, so we're going to continue to warn them and teach them just like Paul does in 1 Corinthians 6. 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller, Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? I uh, have a prayer request for okay. a dear friend of mine. Um, he has uh, developmental disabilities, but he's uh, very smart. Uh, he uh, has uh, the Word of God written on his heart. He reads by Braille. And, uh, oh. you know, throughout my time with him, years and years, uh, he's able to just quote Scripture. You know, and we do, it's a regular thing that we do is pray together and, uh, you know, and share the Word of God. Um, he's gone through some changes in his life uh, where um, 
he's lost uh, a loved ones in his uh, family, uh, which uh, he's lived in his uh, with his family his whole life, and uh, now he's living in a um, like a group home, uh, and he hasn't been explained why he's there. He's a very talented musician. Um, I've been witness to him drawing people to salvation when we're out uh, doing a um, food ministry together, uh, you know, and he's always prayed beforehand, you know, asking the Lord to, uh, uh, that we could be ambassadors and witnesses for his kingdom's sake as we go out and feed those that are hungry and don't have food. And um, and I've just seen God do a great work in his life. And now he is at the opposite of, of that, um, and he, his life has changed. And he uh, just needs a prayer, you know, to draw him back to where he was at. He's uh, very angry. He's pushing um, the his myself included uh, loved loved ones away from him and um, choosing to isolate himself. And I, I would just. Um, Ask that if we could pray, pray for him that the Lord would do a great work and draw him back um, to that place of fellowship that he had with the Lord, and um, to where he can continue on um, going out. He knows all the hymns, could play them on the piano or the organ and uh, sing them. You could just list up, go to an app and list them off, and he knows all the words. And you know, and he's just an amazing man of God, and I just hate to see what breaks my heart to see him in this place. Well, let's let's take him to the throne room of grace. Yes, God, I pray for this brother. Your word says, "A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment." And we just pray for this brother as he is pulling away and going in an opposite direction, which is very unusual for him. Uh, he, you know him, Lord. You know him intimately. You love him. He's demonstrated such great depth in his relationship with you. And just wh- whatever's plaguing his mind, whatever's crushing his heart right now, God, we pray that you would put upon him the balm of Gilead, that you would reveal himself, your, yourself to him in, in ways that, that only you and he know. Uh, that, that those, those hymns are so rich in Scripture and doctrine that are deep into his heart, Lord, that you'd bring that back to his remembrance, that you would call him and remind him, uh, call him back to yourself and remind him uh, that that you love him and that it would be revealed to him. And and even then, that, that what I just said, Lord, that, that you would call him, maybe you would motivate someone, Lord, to call him, um, more than just my brother on the air right now, but like you would you would have that, 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 that body of believers that love him and care for him, reach out to him and minister to him with the arms and the feet and the hands and the, the voice, the mouth that represents you, Jesus. So bless, just bring him, Lord, to a place of coming back to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, amen. Thank you. Sir. God bless you. All right, brother. God Bye-bye. bless. 303-690-3000. A little, bo- a little bonus in today's show. Because I'm preparing a Bible study for our high school youth, I call them kids, and I'll probably get in trouble for that, but our young people, I mean, compared to me, they're kids. We're, we're teaching them through a, a theme uh, of what would you tell your younger self. I posted this on my Facebook page. Uh, I'd encourage you to go there, Facebook. I'll probably put it up on my blog. It just seems like 
uh, it just seems like such a great thing to discuss. But it's on my Facebook page right now. And the question is, what would you tell your younger self? Most of us weren't saved when we were younger. It's like an older believer now talking to a younger, unsaved kid. What would you say? That's going to be part of our call. We're going to move on to line number three is Jennifer from McGreeley, Colorado. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you uh, for taking my call. And um, the reason I was calling was for a prayer request. And the prayer request is for three um, high school girls. One of them is my daughter. Um, And real brief, um, the reason I'm asking for a prayer request is because um, they recently had two encounters with homeless people. And they've um, needed help with um, money, um, two different reasons. And the girls had money, so they gave their money. And in both of those um, situations, the homeless people um, praised God in that moment in front of them. And one of them um, said a prayer with these girls. And um, like a week before this happened to them, they had gone to a church to do Bible study with kids their age is, and um, they've Basically, what I found out and I shared with my daughter, which she basically saw for herself, was that they weren't teaching um, the truth of the Bible. Um, They were translating it how they wanted to. So um, there was a little discouragement for two of them. So um, on the last encounter with one of the homeless guys, um, one of the girls had mentioned that she wished that she could do more than give them money. And so I just want to pray for them that um, God has revealed to them um, what they could do um, and what their heart, because it feels to me like their heart is tugging for them to do more. And I just, I would like, you know, prayer for them, for God, just to help them, you know, through that search. Okay, well, God, we pray for these young people as they are, are opening themselves be right on the front lines of ministry with these with the homeless and god would you give them wisdom i pray for that your word says that if we lack wisdom that we can ask of you god and you're going to give to anyone that asks liberally and without reproach and that that's our prayer we want we want these kids these young people to be inspired to serve you right where they're at and with this open door to the the homeless we just pray you'd you would use them and show them what can they do practically more than food, more than money. What is it, God, that would bless these particular homeless specifically? Not just what can we do for the homeless, but God, what can we do for this human being who's in a very difficult place in their life? What kind of specific, God, I pray for a specific word of wisdom or a specific prophetic word into their heart that they would not just do something for the homeless, but but they would be told what to do for these particular precious people in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what would you say, what would you say uh, to your younger self? I would say uh, draw close to God to seek Him, but more importantly, to find a godly um, mentor to help guide them oh. and um, help them through the, through the new journey. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. On my Facebook page, on my Facebook page, I put this. I listed it. Here are some things I listed just to give you some ideas. 
Uh, what would you tell your younger self? Number one, don't take that first drink of alcohol. It will ruin your life. That's one I put on there. Another one, uh, trying to get attention by doing bad things will not help you. Uh, I would tell my younger self, choose your friends wisely because they will either help you or hurt you. So understand, I didn't get saved till I was 23. And because of that, uh, most of the ones that I'm sharing are to a guy that is um, really jacked up and ruining his life. Um, bottom line on that one. Uh, so the mine are going to be related to that way. But you might have grown up a believer or you, know, you might have grown up uh, as uh, in a godly home and you're going to have a different one. I'm going to go to the text lines real quick. We have a couple of people texted what they would say. What would you say to your younger self? Here's one. I would tell my younger self that it's truly worth it to be obedient to God's commands. And I would have saved myself a lot of pain had I not been rebellious. Amen to that. Uh, how about this one? I don't use Facebook, so this is what I would tell my younger self. So thanks. If you guys don't use Facebook, text me. Uh, no problem. Text me or call me. Here's another one. I would tell my younger self I don't hold my worth. Nothing I do or don't do changes my worth. Jesus holds it, paid for it, thinks highly and loves me. And then, then she says, uh, I feel this would have brought me much freedom. Uh, through trying to be enough, to do enough, and want my needs through other things or people. Yeah, I mean, these are gold. These are gold. Um, let's see if I have any more. Uh, well, here's another one. I grew up in the church and fell away at 17, but if I had understood the word, I don't think that would have ever happened. So that's probably something you tell your younger self. Know the word of God. I, and, and, and we can't emphasize that enough. Uh, the word of God is your tool. And if you don't understand the New King James or the King James, get the New Living Translation or the NIV. Uh, those are two uh, translations that are easy reads. Uh, you could even, yeah, the New Living Translation is one I'd probably trust more, but uh, the, more than any of the other types of paraphrases because it's sort of, you know, the, the NIV does a paragraph-by-paragraph translation. The New Living tries to stay straight to the text, uh, but it's written in today's language. So those are pretty good. Um, those are pretty good. We're coming up on the break, so I'm going to just wait through till the break. But we do have an open line, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. The lines are full. Okay, so Frank, why don't you text me? What would you tell your younger self? See if we can get it on before the end of the show um, in the studio. Text me what Frank would tell his younger self, because I would really, I'm curious. Um, I've 10 or 12 of them posted on Facebook. I'm probably going to put them on my blog later this afternoon too. That maybe people, maybe you'll join me and tell the world uh, and share what you would tell your younger self. Uh, if you want to connect with me, social media, you can go to my website, edtaylor.org. Edtaylor.org. Go to our uh, to your app store and get a free download of our church app. Get a free download of our Grace FM app. Uh, you can go to our website, calvaryaurora.org. Um, all kinds of places to connect. So here's Frank. Always look forward. Keep your eyes on God. The past will destroy a positive fu future. Oh, if you look at the past, it will destroy a positive future. Uh, that's good. Thanks, Frank. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, we're coming up on the first break and the only break of the program. And we have full, full lines. So when we get back, we're going to jump right into the phone lines. You guys on the East Coast, welcome. It is snowing. It is snowing. I was in California last week teaching at a conference, 
teaching at my home church, Calvary Chapel in Downey. And we arrived at the for a, a rain and windstorm, the worst that they've had in six years. We come home and it's snowing. Hey man, stick around. Come right back. Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. If you're listening on Grace FM up and down the front range here in Colorado, you're listening to Colorado's source for worship and the word, really the source for worship and the word, um, 89.7 up in the metro area and up all the way north and south of Castle Rock. And then you pick up at 101.7 down toward Colorado Springs. Thanks for joining us. You guys on the Hope FM network, there's a variety of call signs and stations. And we are so blessed to be able to reach Maryland. We're blessed to reach New Jersey uh, and Pennsylvania. Wow. What an honor. What an honor. So glad to be a part of your life. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. That number works anywhere in the country. And you can text me as well. There's an added little bonus today because I am studying. I'm just finishing up right before the program today. I was just finishing up our Bible study for tomorrow. I'm teaching at our high school youth conference. The theme is what would you tell your younger self? So I put together a Bible study with a list of things I would tell my younger self. Like, for example, um, you know, I know it's kind of become cool and hip now for, for pastors and leaders to, to drink and to exercise all their liberties. But I'll tell you what, uh, for the young people today, for the kind of example that I want to give them as a man of God, the kind of example I want leaders in the church to give them, there's something I tell my younger self. And I tell people that are older, too. Uh, this is what I would say. Don't take that first drink of alcohol. It will ruin your life, and especially to the young people. Uh, and uh, that, that's one of the things that I'm going to emphasize. And statistic after statistic uh, is, well, you know, you will not be encouraged by the statistics. Let me give you a little bit of statistics. It's hard to, it's hard to argue with numbers, isn't it? Alcohol is the most commonly used and abused drug among the youth in the United States. Excessive drinking is responsible for more than 4,300 deaths among underage youth each year and cost the U.S. $24 billion in economic costs. That was 17 years ago. Although drinking by persons under the age of 21 is illegal, people aged 12 to 20 drink 11% of all alcohol consumed in the United States. And more than 90% of this alcohol is consumed in the form of binge drinking. Uh, let's see, in 2010, there were approximately 189,000 emergency room visits by persons under the age of 21 for injuries and other conditions linked to alcohol. That's just one little factoid from the Center for Disease Control. Our own government keeps these statistics. I didn't even go to Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, and the statistics for uh, drunk driving and the, the absolute damage it does, uh, uh, especially from underage drinkers. Uh, and, you know, we as leaders in the church need to be an example to the underage. Uh, in, in my condition, when I walked into Calvary Chapel, a drunkard, uh, the last thing I needed to see was Pastor Jeff uh, hanging out at the Chili's down the street with a margarita in his hand. It just, it just doesn't, it's not consistent. Uh, and, and so I'm going to be telling the kids that. That's my testimony. 
and uh, that's that's my heart. And and even though it's not a sin to drink, it's not wise either. There's a lot of things in life that we we do because even though it's not a sin, it's not wise. Like we don't we don't run across uh, I-70 to get to the other side. We use a bridge. We could run across I-70 if we wanted, I guess, but we, we aren't dumb enough. We're not going to do that um, because it, we could die. We don't rub, you know, we, we could rub poison ivy all over our bodies. That's not a sin, um, but is not wise either. Um, and so we want to, sometimes we need to, when it comes to our liberties in life, we need to learn how to walk in wisdom, in wisdom. And, and don't let anyone throw some legalistic, or well, you're just being legalist. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with love. If you read carefully in the book of Romans, uh, it's all about loving your neighbor and loving the weaker brother. The stronger needs to love the weaker. So I'm, that's one I'm sharing. What are you going to share? 303-690-3000. Here's one I got through text. Yesi texted me, and she says, you don't have to try and be like your dad to love and honor him. That's what you would tell your younger self. Wow, that's a good one. How about this one? What the world thinks is cool is really not cool. So don't worry about being cool. The cost is too great. Concern yourself with being true. Whoa, those are good. Let's get back to the phone line, see what else we have waiting for us. Uh, we're going to pick up on line number two is Jim. Jim, welcome to the program. Good morning, Pastor Ed. Good morning, Jim. Hello. Calling from Aurora. What's up? Yes. Um, just calling in uh I just want to praise the Lord for your 26 years of uh, in Christ, man. That is awesome testimony. And you and I are pretty close in dates, aren't we? Pretty close. The 23rd for me, and you were the what? The 20th. 20th. Yep. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Where, where did where so, was it, Jim? Where where'd you get saved? I got saved. Oh, and I was in a, <laughs> it was in a uh, it was in a uh, it was in a, a drug house. Okay. Yeah, and you were so getting it was, clean. It was in a bad place, and I knew I, I I knew what I was what I was doing, and I knew I needed Christ Jesus. And uh, yes, I cried out to Him there, just like Peter. You know, He had just said, "Save me, Jesus." Wow. And uh, that was it right there. And He lifted me up out of that dark place and uh, carried me to where I am today. Well, you know what? Um, praise God! You congratulated me on on. 26 years, and I am encouraged by your 26 years. Your ministry and fruit from your life has blessed many. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's 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 awesome. I called in. We're, we got a team. We're going down to U-Turn uh, for Christ, and uh, we just want to have uh, you know have you pray for us, uh, safe travels, and and that we'd be an encouragement uh, through the Word and through the Spirit to those men down there, and uh, you know just uh, any word of encouragement. You just. The, the follow-up to this was uh, beautiful. All those, you know, all those stats and what you're going to share with those kids, that, that's powerful. And, and, and in my life, that's what I would have told myself. Listen to your godly mother or father, yes. whoever that yes. is in your life that's pouring into you, listen to them. That would have been my encouragement to me as a younger person. Or, uh, you know, that's, 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 wow, that's beautiful. It's huge. It's huge. And uh, I'm so glad that that's the theme. And, uh, and it's been gotten me thinking, you know, because uh, for me and you as well, when, in our younger selves, we just we really weren't walking with the Lord. So there was a lot of, and and I have a feeling maybe if God ever puts up a movie screen in heaven and says, "Hey, remember that Bible study you said with the kids?" Well, all ten of those things uh, I did tell you, you just didn't listen. <laughs> right. And it's like, right. oh man, it's true uh, though. It's true. Well, let's pray yeah. for that trip. 
Yeah. Uh, God bless you for Father, the radio station, too. Wow, the East Coast, that's, that's great. That is, I mean, the Holy Spirit is working through you, brother, and uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me through you in a service six years ago, and uh, wow. that's when I was uh, baptized by the Holy Spirit, man. He just poured himself out on me. I can remember the chair I'm sitting in. I can remember the row I'm sitting in, and I can remember the book that you were teaching from, the book of Acts. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I, I just this is this is good that you called because I I just sent this text and I don't think he would be embarrassed. But I just sent this text to your boy today, said, "Hey, I mm. want to drop you a little note and let you know you're raising an incredible family, and and generations have turned yeah. around with just you and your wife <clears> loving <throat> on your kids, and it cha- turned around with you as well, Jim. So it kind of extended because I was just watching the kids run last night and and yeah. one of them jumped on me and knocked me down and. <laughs> And just, you know, that's what they should be doing in, in church. They should be enjoying the life of the Lord. And they were smiling. And, and, it, and so I was just encouraging your boy. And I know that, you know, there's always a battle in families. There's always stuff going mm-hmm. on in our lives. Mm-hmm. But, but God is the victor. And no doubt as a grandparent, you are just so proud and happy and blessed. And yeah. Encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a blessing that you said that because I called my mom yesterday and, and, yeah. God put it on my heart to tell her she's the one that first got saved in our family, and I thought, mm. man, all the, all the, all the, all the, you know, all the blessings that you, you know, she through Christ Jesus. That's where that curse with Christ Jesus. I mean, it ended with her. She got saved, and yeah. and then it just, I, just seeing all the branches and the, all the the working of the Holy Spirit through our family, and uh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Love it, man. That's good. Well, let's pray. Father, I pray for my brother Jim and the trip to U-turn, uh, knowing you know, knowing what you have in plan, what knowing what you have ahead, knowing that those guys, um, they need to stay clean, uh, they need to stay away from their previous life, they need to stay away from maybe some people that influence them. They they need godly men around them that can show them uh, an example of what sobriety looks like, and and what self discipline looks like, and what obedience to you, Jesus, looks like. So bless this trip. Uh, let let it be, let it be, Lord, uh, an encouraging trip for them. Not only for the people that are going, uh, but for those that are being visited. And keep them safe, God, and keep them strong. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Ed. Pastor Ed. Bye, guys. Be safe. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. They do that every month, guys. Uh, you know we have most excellent way. Uh, that's ministering to those uh, wrestling with uh, alcohol and drugs. And, and then down in the Colorado Springs is a home called U-Turn for Christ. It's a live-in treatment center. I'm so blessed that they get to go down. I want to go just real quick to the text before I get to the next call because we got a, a text that came in, another one that said um, they, they want a prayer that they're going to honor their parents in a move. Uh, I don't see the original text. But I do see this one as the PS. So I will now live where I can take care of them in their later stages of life. And we're also being drawn to Calvary Castle Rock and couldn't be more excited. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be good. The Lord's going to use it. Uh, God's going to bless you. And, and this is going to be a move to honor your parents. And may the Lord bless you for that. Um, God, God is going to use you. 303-690-3000. Now we'll go back. To the phone lines to Sarah. Sarah's in Denver. Welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I You're welcome. I want some real practical advice on 
honoring my father, who is an unbeliever, and it's, I'm sorry, this is a little bit hard for me. He mocks Christians, he mocks the Bible, and at times is very vulgar. Um, and so I want to, my, my flesh is telling me to separate myself from him completely, but I want to do what's right. And, and so I want to look, see what that looks like just real practically with, you know, should I, should I share meals with him? Should I, should I have them around my children? Should I, you know, should I have that's them in a, my life? That's a great, it's a great question. And, and it's a hard question to answer because it's a question related to boundaries and how much, how strong you are in the moment, how much uh, difficulty you can handle, how much discouragement you can handle. Cause you know, most likely the visit with him isn't going to be so exciting. It's not going to be so much fun. And yet, you do want to stay close enough to your dad that you would be the mechanism or you could be one of the mechanisms that, that would be close enough to him so that the Holy Spirit could use you. And you definitely don't want to withhold your grandkids from your father, from their grandfather. That is a sin, and it's not from the Lord. And you want to, you, you want to be able to integrate that family in a way that honors them while you still have that primary responsibility of protecting you know, if they're in danger or something, you're not going to put your kids into danger. Um, but they, they need even to understand and to see what an unbeliever, what it's like to be around an unbeliever. I remember as a, as a new believer, um, I was pretty zealous. And um, there was a relative in our family who was just a drinker and, and kind of mean. And in the early stages, I just really didn't want my kids to be around him. And, and the Lord convicted me and said, no, Ed, that, that's, I want your kids around him. I'm going to use your kids to soften their heart, his heart. I'm going to use your kids to show him love. And, and you're the dad, so you know how to protect them, how to guard them. You know how to disciple them. And the answer is for you to walk in carefully and prayerfully, and you're going to know where the boundaries are. And sometimes you're going to make a mistake, and you're going to maybe you'll stay too long. You know, oh, I can't go, I can't do that again. Or maybe you're going to not insert yourself in his life and you go, oh, I should have done that. And by those types of mistakes, you're going to learn exactly what your dad needs from you. Uh, but to completely withdraw from him, it doesn't sound like the situation requires that. Okay. I mean, there, it could, you know, if, if he gets abusive or throws things or hurts, I mean, there's definitely obvious things uh, that, you know, that say it's, no it's way. More just, it's more just very demeaning to Christians and, and calling the Bible a Book of fairy tales, and and just and, and just somewhat just vulgar in his in his action. Well, Not you know, vulgarity time. is a yeah. Vulgarity is one that I would be real careful with. I I know that uh, there was a lot of cussing in the early days with um, with my kids and the f bombs and stuff, and it was like, oh man. Um, but but I learned, I learned, and you would have to know how what vulgar you know how far it is. But I learned. That oh, Bible's a fairy tale. Well, that became a really good conversation on the way home. Well, you know, the Bible isn't a book of fairy tales. Actually, this is what the Bible says. We need to pray for so and so. You know, we need to pray for your grandpa, and and just turning everything around into man. Don't you love him? Uh, and finding good in him, and finding good reports, and finding good memories, so that your kids aren't tainted by some of the mistakes your dad's made, like we are. You know, because 
we had we were kind of raised in this way or we had this kind of pain but our kids haven't and so they're kind of a they're not kind of they are a blank slate and we can the best way to teach our kids how to live in the world is to show them what the world looks like and what better what better place to extend love to their grandpa and you know withholding okay. grandkids from grandparents is just not from the lord I, it, unless there's some kind of abuse where the cops are involved or you know where that kind of line anything else is just you can't justify it from the lord at all anywhere okay no that really helps now i got a question for you um, what would you I, tell I your younger so i know I well know okay the, what is um, it i know the question and i was thinking right. about it and um my my children are going to be at the conference um okay one good of the good i would um like to tell my younger self and even tell in and especially for kids today who are even unbelievers i think this is good advice for unbelievers as well as believers it's just be very careful with your words um words can have a lasting effect on people and and even though we as believers can can forgive people when they hurt us with their words, it's very, very difficult to forget yes. when people hurt us with their words. Can't take so the just, words back, can you? Yeah. No, just just choose your words quietly or carefully, and sometimes it's just best to be quiet and not to speak. That is super true. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's better. Just don't send the email. Don't say anything. Just be quiet. Amen for that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Man, Facebook is blowing up. This is awesome. Um, the, the, if you really, I mean, this is this is awesome. I'm, I'm encouraged. Everybody's uh, posting. So if you want to get a chance, post on, on my Facebook page. I posted this question. Uh, it is, what would you tell your younger self? Post it. I'd love to share it with people. Uh, and be encouraged by what we've learned collectively in our relationships with the Lord. 303 Let's see where we are here. We're going to go to line number one now is Ace from Aurora. Ace, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I thought you're this welcome. was very important. I think it's a fantastic question you're asking people to go in and help uh you know the young, younger uh, citizens of today. Yes. Uh, if I would have, kind of looking back, and this is kind of like turning back the clock, if you can do that, uh, I first off would uh, tell my younger self that ignorance is truly bliss. To stay away from stuff of temptation can make mm-hmm. your life so much easier in the future. Yes. With not having those. Uh, uh, temptations and falling through with them. Uh, it's just opening up a can of worms. Uh, definitely stay away from pornography. Definitely stay away from uh, experiencing sex out of wedlock. Yes. Definitely to uh, surround yourself with true uh, people of Christ that have, uh, no, you know, the truly following the Lord and that can help support you in your moments of, you know, of weakness and, and just truly get a relationship with God because I made a lot of mistakes with joining gangs, drugs, sex, the whole thing when I was young yeah. and it just made my life horrible and, yes. and hurt a lot of people along the way too, not besides myself. I mean, to other people 
And you've got to weigh that on your chest, too. You've got to carry that with you. Even if you have God's forgiveness, yeah. you still carry that memory in your heart, and it hurts. Regardless, knowing mm-hmm. that you have salvation, it still it, it hurts. And the devil uses that against you every now and then, too, you know, and your, your killers, your weaknesses, to make you feel less. So I would advise well, uh, you. my younger self uh, on all those guidelines, and uh, my life would have been a lot better. But I'm, I'm sure have salvation, and that the younger people nowadays really— need to focus on what it means to have true salvation and to follow Christ and to respect him and, and themselves and each other. Thank you so much. No, thank you, man. I really I appreciate getting to, to go to your church and getting to know all your pastors. Everybody there is just amazing. And true You're blessing blessed. from, you know, you, got, you all are a blessing from God. And I, well, I just I love going there, and I thank you. Oh, you're welcome, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, praise God. Take care. 303-690-3000. We've got Jean in Lafayette. Jean's calling with some comments on her younger self. Jean, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, what's up? Yeah, um, honestly, Pastor, a uh, younger Jean would not listen to any of the advice that I would probably give him because he's, you right. know, a lot smarter than everybody. Yes. But uh, I think I would ask him a question instead of trying to tell him something. What would it be? Um, it would be, how does a boy become a man? Mm. And how do you think the younger I, Gene would have answered? I think it would make him think, um, you know, Jesus taught usually by questions. You know, instead of saying, just don't worry, he would ask, right. worrying, you're going to have a single hour to your life. So I think by asking my younger self this question, it would make him pause and really like, come up with a strategy because I didn't have a strategy on, you know, I knew what I was aiming for, but I didn't know how to get there. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that's a good point. So even a, like a question to draw out, uh, draw out from, from us, something to think through. That's really good. Yeah. Thanks, Thank man. You. Oh yeah, no problem. I, uh, I, I never been to any of your services or anything, but I've been listening to this radio station for a while. Um, we're very honored to, um, to have the radio station. We're super blessed. So I'm glad it's a blessing to you. Yeah, I appreciate everything you do, Pastor. Ed, so thank you. Thanks, Gene. Have a great day. You too, man. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Of course, you guys on the East Coast, you can call with an answer to this as well. Uh, even though it'll be on a different uh, day, I will make sure that we continue it since I do Thursdays. So come on, on, come on and call us. We'd love to. Uh, let's go to line number three is Maria. She's calling from Lakewood. Maria, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for answering. You're you're on the air. What can I do for you? <clears throat> you were speaking about underage drinking and driving and and um, things that could happen, accidents, DUI. <clears throat> In June of um, 2013, I had just moved into a new house a few years or uh, a few months earlier. And um, I was sleeping in bed, and a car drove through my house, a Hummer. Uh, oh, it wow. it um, crashed through my bedroom, hit me in the back of my head, <clears throat> broke my neck in two places, my ribs, my nose, my skull, um, put a scar across my forehead. I was thrown to the opposite side of the bedroom. The driver was had been drinking. Eventually, there was a court trial. Um, I had to have some type of closure 
um, the driver had decided to plead guilty, and the victim's advocacy um, set up an appointment so I could meet the driver. And my husband and I went into the meeting, and he was a young man with children, and I forgave him. Good. Um, it was a good thing for me to do. Um, the stress of the accident hasn't stopped. It's still going on today. We had to rebuild the house. The insurance covers a rebuild. We had to tear the house down and rebuild it. Okay. But um, we had a contracting company come in, and they're trying to charge us three times the original cost that they had offered in the contract. <clears throat> so they leaned the house to try to take the house away from us. And um, we've had to fight it. Uh, we didn't get a large settlement from the accident. In fact, the driver had minimal insurance. Um, at the time, I didn't know if I was going to be able to walk. Um, I, it took me several months. Ironically, it was the day after school was out, and uh, I had, you know, it was the first day of my summer vacation. I'm a teacher, so it took the entire summer for me to recuperate. My husband was my full-time caregiver, and um, eventually, I knew I had to go back to work. Um, we had to have the income. <clears throat> We were continuing to pay on the house, even though it had been torn down. Okay. So I wore a brace to school. My staff, my um, not my staff, but my colleagues, the students, uh, the parents were always so supportive of me, <clears throat> even though I, I couldn't bend over, I couldn't do a lot of things. And my health declined severely. Um, I couldn't take painkillers. I'm allergic to aspirin. So. Oh, wow. And knocked a lot of painkillers out. So I use uh, heat compresses and and. Hey, uh, um, I, Maria, I'm sorry, but we're almost at the end of the show. Like we only oh, have a minute left. Oh, I just left, wanted so. I wanted you to pray for the people who are drinking and driving. Yeah. They don't realize mind. the damage that they can cause. And uh, thank you so much. Goodbye. Let's, let's pray. God. Bye bye. God, I'm praying for Maria right now, and uh, and my brother Frank and others that have suffered at the consequences of a drunk driver and they don't know and I, I can't I can't even remember all the times that I drove drunk God and you were so merciful to me uh, that I didn't hurt anyone and and I pray God for those that take no mind of the dangers of alcohol and I just pray that you'd be with Maria and all these complications and difficulties problem upon problem and difficulty upon difficulty, Lord. Encourage her and strengthen her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for uh, connecting with us and for spending some time with us here on Grace FM, on Hope FM, on our program called Calvary Live. We're so blessed to have you join us. For more information on our church here, you can go to calvaryaurora, A-U-R-O-R-A.org. You can go to our website, Download our free app, connect with us through the Grace FM app as well. And our new, brand new Grace FM website has just been launched. I have a website that's connected to all my social media. It's edtaylor.org. I post topics of grief, ministry, and um, grief, ministry, and life in general. And I just posted a, an article from Elizabeth Elliott on 
not grandparents not being able to see their grandchildren. And if that's your situation or it's your situation as a parent not being able to see your kids um, for whatever reason, it is a good article for you um, so that your walk with the Lord stays strong and you learn how to trust him and how to pray for those in your life that uh, need prayer and need a loving response, agape. Agape is unconditional. Um, and that's what we need, agape. Hey, man, I'm so blessed to be a part of your life, so blessed to teach and to be a pastor. It's no small thing. Pray for me. I'm teaching the kids tomorrow. Pray for our youth ministry and pastors and leaders, their wives and kids um, that are serving our kids. I'm going to be teaching on the topic of what would I tell my younger self, and it's blowing up on Facebook. So go to my Facebook page and give us your comments. Start Join the conversation. Love you guys. Pray for us. Appreciate your prayers. Have a great night in Jesus. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.